WVON is proud to present Her Win Trust, helping women make money moves. This exclusive weekly feature during the Perry Small Show is brought to you by Chicago's Bank, Win Trust Financial. Alrighty then, it is 1134 on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Um, have you ever heard of an expert fundraising and development consultant? Well, when I went to uh, Atlanta and back in the 80s, uh, there was a, a museum. It's still there now and grown by leaps and bounds. It was called the Apex Museum. And they were struggling. They were struggling uh, to just stay afloat. And for me, it was just simple. I said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we call a news conference and, you know, just tell people what we need? And I I had just gotten down there. I, I wasn't there for a week, and I learned a very good lesson, and that is if you fundraise, make sure you get a cut of it. So I was at the, I called the news conference and the um, curator, the guy that started the uh, museum, it was an African-American museum, he uh, stated his case. You had elected officials, you had all kinds of people that started donating and he raised $1 million in two days. But there, it, there's a science to it that I don't know. I just knew that it made sense. I was taking my skills from when I was in the mayor's office. You know how if you wanted something, you take your your um, calls to the people. Well, this is what my guest, Tiffany William, does for a living. She is an expert fundraising and development consultant, and she is the founder and principal of T.J. Marie Consulting. Consulting. Miss Tiffany, what a pleasure to meet you. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me, um, Terry. I appreciate uh, the platform to share uh, all about my, my professional story. That This is fantastic. <laughs> and and the, you've done this all over, um, you know, all over the United States and cities yeah. in Canada and all over. And you are a proud graduate of your master's and bachelor's from FAMU, F, um, Florida A&M University. And, Correct. And, yeah. and I'm just looking at all of the things that you've done, and it is amazing. <laughs> How did you get involved in this kind of work? Well, I actually started out, um, my first career was with a pharmaceutical company. I was a drug rep in uh, middle Georgia. Oh, my and goodness. I, <laughs> I know. And I, I actually, um, I hated every second of it. Did you really? <laughs> I hated it. Um, so I did it just for a few years, and I thought, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And actually, um, someone I had gone to school with, a sorority sister, um, knew I was looking to make a career move. And uh, she introduced me to the world of development and philanthropy. And I started out um, with a big firm um, here in C- here in Chicago, CCS. It's, it's an international firm, but mm-hmm. um, and I and I worked just all over the country helping nonprofits um, raise money for their missions and their goals. So there's um, a science to this yeah. too, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But before I go any further, for the most part, these corporations and they have money just for this, just to to give away 
for mm-hmm. for good causes, right? Correct. Yeah. So so a lot of companies will allocate some um, funds to help um, organizations that are aligned mostly with you know some mission that they've stated that the company has stated mm-hmm. um, in the community. So they want to be out doing good. They want to have their brands associated with being philanthropic and with helping, um, you know, provide financial resources for organizations doing good work in the cities that they that they are in. So this is the question. So Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter, all of the sudden the nation is getting a conscience. They want to eradicate racism. They're, they've taken their own inventory, and they're like, well, why don't we have more African Americans on our board of directors? Why aren't we, why don't we have a footprint in this community or this, this community? Is this, this is a, this is a real time, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And I'll say that, you know, I, I'm so, um, I'm optimistic about um, what has happened with companies and brands starting to look inward and be introspective about the ways in which they might help perpetuate um, some of these these systems, right, that historically have, sh- you know, basically blocked, you know, black people <laughs> from the conversation, right, from the right. decision making tables. And so I'm glad that, you know, things are happening where, um, you know, companies are starting to take inventory of, of how they can be better. Um, and that includes making sure that there are board members um, that, you know, are part of the decision making process. And then we know that, you know, when you have a diverse set of people at the decision-making table, um, you know, they tend to be able to highlight or bring to the table um, organizations that may not necessarily get, you know, funded because they're they're not, you know, somebody's sister or brother who's a multimillionaire philanthropist and that type of thing. So it's a good thing. I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that that we'll be able to see some meaningful change. Change is slow, but I'm optimistic it can happen. You know, the more, and and I'm just going to be very honest, you don't have to respond to this. I can tell you this, that as we have been going through this journey, I like Zuckerberg less and less every day. (laughs) I'm serious. I, 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 I like him less and less every day because I see no authenticity in him. Mm-hmm. I don't see any authenticity. And what do you think is the key of making your pitch to um, an organization so that you can get these funds to do the work that you need to do? What is the key for people to be able to do it? And, and tell me what, your, what you think your strongest suit is. Yeah, so this is kind of multifaceted. So I'm going to try to tackle it in kind okay. of a one, two, three step process. So okay. um, I think that, you know, what I do, I go into an organization and they're they're looking for some help. Generally, I am looking at the infrastructure, right? So how are the systems that are currently in place working? How well are they working, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you have a donor database? Does that donor database exist with one person who manages it regularly and frequently? Um, how does a gift go from solicitation to inside of the organization? And how does the thank you go on the other side of that gift coming in 
How is the post-gift uh, communication happening? Who makes the decisions around the case for support? And when we say case for support, we mean what is being funded, right? Is there a clear message about what is being funded? We need $1 million to do A, B, and C. Does mm-hmm. everybody in the organization understand that? Is everybody on the same page? So, you know, my inclination is, you know, what does the infrastructure look like? And I'm going to say that if the infrastructure is not solid, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can believe that you're not going to be able to maximize, um, you know, your fundraising capabilities, right? Because all of these things have to work together. So that's the first thing I would say. That's, you know, one of one of the keys, (laughs) you know. Philanthropy is all about relationships. So I can't say, like, if you do A, B, C, and D, you'll be able to have a $5 million annual raise, right? Right, right. Um, but it takes time to, to um, you know, cultivate relationships. Who's on the board, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I go into to organizations and they, they have a board, and the board is, like, my friends, my cousins, somebody I go to church with. Um, and that's okay. That's that's okay, right? But do you have someone on there who has knowledge in development or fundraising? Do you have someone on there who has a banking relationship? Do you have someone on there that has their ear to the community or the political, um, you know, community? Do you have someone on there who can advocate on behalf of the organization? And are are the members of the board clear on their role within the organization? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another key. Who's who's in leadership? And then, you know, beginning to cultivate those relationships. How do donors, um, you know, how do you acquire donors to the organization? Are you asking? You you won't, you know, believe how many um, organizations exist and no, literally no solicitation is happening. Like no fun asking is happening or it's happening in a very like passive way. Like we sent an email. Well, I mean, that's like, that's like when I was the story that I opened Mm -hmm. with, you know, listen, if you don't ask, yeah, nothing's absolutely. going to happen. But this yeah. is the most important thing because I'm thinking about you right now. Okay. <laughs> People have to pay for your expertise. Yeah, absolutely. It's and, a job. And oh, mm-hmm. they have to pay for your expertise. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in our circles, yeah. you know, they expect us to do it free. Yeah. And you're not, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you've got to eat too and, and, okay. and, and all of that. And that's the lesson that I had learned mm-hmm. in, in that experience. I'm always giving free, good information and I'm not getting any paid. So as yeah. I got older, I said, look, if you want to talk to me, you, I'm, I've got to monetize it some kind oh, yeah, of way. Absolutely. You yeah, know, you've got to monetize it. So yeah. what do we do? So when people hem and haw, Mm-hmm. After you and looking at your resume, we say, "Well, I've raised a billion dollars." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. you you can pay me because I'm going to make sure that you get this money that you yeah. need to, to work on your mission. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, so um, that's it's such a great point, and I I understand like systemically where that comes from. Where does it However, come from? <laughs> Well, I think it comes, we have a very community-based, um, you know, relationship with each other. And it's a good thing. It has, it has served us well in order to be able to make it in this country, right? That right. we help each other and that we, you know, barter and all this kind of great stuff. But I think that it also does a disservice when it comes to matters um, of business. And the reason why I say that is because I can't be philanthropic if I'm broke. 
right? Come on now. So I can't invest back into my community if I can't, you know, pay my bills and so on and so forth, right? So I think, um, you know, there's also this idea that, like, you know, we're willing to pay other people mm-hmm. for a service, but we're not willing to pay ourselves. Right, um, right. And, you know, that might, I mean, it, it's systemic, right? Because we know how the value of life, that's why we're marching around saying Black Lives Matter, right? right. The value of people's work, the value of people's time, um, you know, how we approach relationships with clients that are, um, you know, white or versus how we, or, or customers who are versus how we approach all the way around. And I, and I, I've had some really amazing clients that are have been white, that have been black, and have been Asian, and have been um, Hispanic, and all the above, right? But as a business owner, I take my time very seriously. And I know that if I am going to be spending time doing work, then, as you said, I need to be compensated for it. And I think that the investment in in development and fundraising is where I hope people will will start looking at more. How much are we investing in the practice of fundraising and development? I used to have an old boss who used to say, if, I, if you put a, a quarter in and every time you put a quarter in, you got a dollar back, you would keep putting the quarter in, right? Right. Right. So, so that's how it works. You got to be willing to pay for the services, right, up front. Right. And then you will see a return once you know, that the work is, is being done. So um, it's important. You know, all business owners out there, it's important. Make sure you're getting compensated for your work. Yeah. For you to do this work, you had to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so um, a, a couple of years ago, I decided to get a life coach. Okay. And it wasn't cheap. Yeah. But it was an, an investment in me. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was an investment yeah. in me so that when I'm asked to do things so that I'm better, I'm right. better. L- l- let me tell you, before that, if this if I hadn't gone through that and therapy, the life coach and therapy, I would be a wreck during this yeah. time because my family yeah. is all gone. So I, I would not uh-huh. have been able to navigate life. Yeah. What kind of without having made that initial investment without making an investment in me. So so Mm -hmm. what what is it? um, Do you have mentors? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I have um, I have mentors. I I have people. And when I say mentors, I mean, people who have run successful businesses Mm -hmm. and are and are running successful businesses. But I also have people that aren't necessarily entrepreneurs or business owners, but they're just life people that I can go to and talk to about whatever's going on. Right. Um, I have a therapist. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I, I got my mama. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, but, but I, it is, it's an investment in, um, in, in yourself. And if you're an organization hiring a fundraiser is an investment in the organization. Right. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's all about how much are we willing to do up front to be able to reap the, the returns down the line. Um, and it's, you know, you were about to ask, like, what have I sacrificed? <laughs> yeah, what, what have you sacrificed, you think, yeah. to do this kind of work? Yeah. So, um, so uh, Perry, I have uh, TJ Murray Consulting is my, my consulting practice, uh-huh. right? 
Um, but I recently launched a giving app, a giving platform. It's called Gively, G-I-V-L-Y-A-V-P. Yeah. Yes. And so um, we just launched. We're in the app stores. We did a big push with HBCUs. We had 10 HBCUs sign up to do an HBCU giving challenge. And we were, like, raising money and doing all this very cool stuff. And to be able to run both companies, I'm just going to um, – I I'm – 36. Okay. All right. <laughs> I had to think about how old I was. Okay. I'm 36. But I do think that sometimes, um, you know, looking on social media or even like I have nephews who are, who are, you know, younger than me and then, you know, 20 teens and 20. And um, they think that just things just kind of happen overnight. Right. Like, oh, of course. oh I'm just going to go be a YouTube star. Right. Or I, I need to be a millionaire by, you know, 25. Right. You know, and I'm always trying to, you know, um, press on them that it, it, it takes work and it takes sacrifice. So when you say, like, what sacrifices have I made? I make the sacrifice of television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I very rarely. Are you, know, you married? To which I'm not married. Do you I'm not, have kids? I don't know if that's what I don't have children. So I don't know if that's a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. I'm, I mean, inadvertently made. Right. along the way. Um, I have a dog. So, okay. Well, uh, that's my a, baby. You got to tell me what kind of dog it is. I love dogs. She's, she's a standard poodle. Oh, how nice. She that is, is a, beautiful. She's a white standard yeah, poodle. That yep. is my, wonderful. That's my baby. So, <laughs> so and, but yeah, I mean, I work a lot. I sacrifice a lot of sleep. <laughs> I uh-huh. money, right? I had to like build this. I had to build this app. I had to build a, you know, a team to, to help manage the process. Okay, well, let um, so, me yeah. ask you about this app because yeah. um, people think you can come up with this great idea and <laughs> next thing you know, uh, mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, Facebook Zuckerberg. is going to buy it, you know, for yeah. $25 yeah. billion dollars or something oh, yeah. like that. So yeah. what did you do? Did you, yeah. um, you know, because everything costs money. So do you, did you get money. a loan? Did you go no. into your savings? No. What, oh, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so I'm always very transparent about this because I think one of the things that um, does a disservice to young people who are starting to, like, have an idea is to, like, um, not share, like, the true authentic story of how you got there, okay. right? And so I, I, there's a podcast I listened to, How I Built It, and it's a really great podcast. It's about, like, you know, how these startup entrepreneurs, like, build these really big brands and companies, right? And so, you know, they'll say, like, oh, I, you know, went to California, and I stayed there for two years and worked on this, and then I got a, you know, $100 million investment, and then things took off, you know, and it's like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> Who funded your life in California? Right. No. Uh, so I'm always very transparent because I want to, I, I'm always like screaming at the, at the uh, podcast. Like, how'd you pay for that? Okay. So yes, I, I am very fortunate in that when I was at the firm that I worked for, I, um, I moved up, I worked, uh, you know, I, I, I worked hard okay. to, um, you know, move up the ladder. So by the time I left, I was a vice president at the firm. And this is like me getting my fundraising chops and my management chops and all this kind of great stuff. Right. So I was there for um, almost seven years doing that, like Good. just learning and growing in the profession. Okay. So, but what I was also able to do, because I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I didn't know exactly what I would be doing, but I was saving money. So when you talk about that sacrifice again, I was putting money away, okay, all along that that road. Um, and I love to travel. I'm not saying, like, you know, don't have fun and don't do right, things. Right. I love to do all those things. But I was always very conscious about 
my money and how much money I was saving and making sure that I was hitting certain targets. And that is the type of discipline you also are going to need in your company. Right. So you need to be learning that discipline along the way right. so that you can carry. You're not going to like, you know, wake up one day as an entrepreneur and automatically know how to manage a budget and manage money and manage people. Right. So I was learning those things. Um, so, yeah, I saved money and it I founded Gively in 2018. Right. And we just launched a couple of months ago. So wow. I literally from 2018, so I had I had the consulting practice and I was that was the whole, you know, I had clients and all this kind of stuff. But I was literally working to I was building this company kind of on the side while I was managing this other company. And in the middle and I was of a saving pan- money and in the, in the middle, middle of a pandemic and, and we launched but yeah, I, I, um, it's self-funded. So a hundred percent, uh, bootstrapping is what we call it in the tech startup world. Okay. Um, yeah, because I don't have a, you know, when people talk about like friends and family round and series A and I'm like, my friends and family cannot invest, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to get my app off the ground. It's right. going to take me longer, but I'm willing to put in that work. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was, you know. Again, that sacrifice of <laughs> so, so, well, let me just, I mean, th- I, I love people, to be honest, because a lot of people, mm-hmm. like you said, are going to look at you and look at some of my other Her Win Trust guests and say, mm-hmm. well, they were able to do it. Why can't I do it? Why isn't this oh, happening for me? Yeah. And, and yeah. what I'm saying is the reason why we do this segment is because the people that have done it, we want them to tell you how they've done yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and you know what the common denominators are? Mentors. What are yeah. Um, discipline. Mm-hmm. A lot and, of it. And um, <laughs> wait, what would, what would be the third one? It'll come to me. But those are the common denominators with every yeah. woman that I have talked to for this, her wind trust and, yeah. and every discipline you could think of. So let me ask you this. Yeah. There's a, there's a 17 year old listening to you mm-hmm. right now. And they're old. like, I want to <laughs> do what she does. What, she, yeah. what, what kind of, what would her major be okay. in, in, in college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my major was business. Right. So I got both of my degrees in business. But I will say you don't necessarily need to have a degree in business to learn this, um, this, this, this profession. Right. Either the fundraising or the kind of tech startup stuff. Right. I think that, um, you know, there are so many skills that are transferable. And my thing is, whatever you know how to do. Right. Trust that you know how to do it, but then learn the things you don't know. That's right. Okay, so I don't know how to code. I had to depend on somebody else for that. Mm-hmm. But the person who codes may not know how to do a spreadsheet, may not know how to budget, may not know how to um, integrate automation or whatever, right? right? So I had to say, I, you know, I don't know everything, but I'm going to surround myself with people who are willing to help me with the things I don't know, and I'm willing to put in the work to learn the things that I can learn to make this happen. Um, so 17 year old, I, I would say, you know, I'm not going to say there's, you know, a particular, um, degree that you need to have, but right. I will say that, you know, you need to always be learning. There's so much free information out there. I mean, YouTube has every, everything. No, that's what everybody says. I everything you need to know how to do is right there. So, wow. so, um, so, so be willing to learn. Um, I'll also say this, um, 
Perry, and I think that, you know, anytime somebody asks me kind of like, okay, what's step one? Okay. I'm going to say that before you even like start doing the, the business of doing, the first step um, that I would recommend is to be very clear about who you believe yourself to be and who, what you believe that you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think there are so many messages that are going to come along this journey. There are going to be disappointments and you're going to cry sometimes and you're going to be frustrated with something sometime and something's not going to work well. My first developer, I paid all this money and then he just kind of disappeared. And so that was money lost. And then I had to keep going. Okay. So, but the stake in the ground at the very beginning was a very clear understanding of who I was mm-hmm. and what I believed that I could do. Yeah, that's for PS4 and life coaching. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Miss mm-hmm. Tiffany, mm-hmm. I have enjoyed you so much today. Well, thank you. I, I mean, really, you were just awesome. Tell our <laughs> listeners how, first of all, about the Gively app. How did they yep. go to the Gively app and, yep. and how if they want to pay you for your services, <laughs> what, where, where do they go? All right. So let's talk about Gively first. You can learn all about Gively at www.givelyapp.com. That's G-I-V-L-Y-A-P-P.com. If you're an organization and you're looking for a way to better indulge with, and engage with your donors, have people you know give on the app or if you're a, a person who wants to be more intentional about their own philanthropy, there's some really great features to help you do that from okay. the app. It is available on the Apple iOS App Store and the Google Play Store. And you okay. can learn more at GivelyApp.com. So that's the app side. All right. If you, as, as you want to say, would like to pay me for my consulting services, <laughs> <laughs> um, that is uh, www.t, as in Tiffany, J. Marie, M-A-R-I-E, consulting.com, T-J Marie, consulting.com. And there you can learn, you know, all about what I do and I see a list of clients that I've had the pleasure of serving. And I'll also say you can find us on Instagram at Ghibli app and Facebook at Ghibli app and LinkedIn uh, as well. So we're kind of everywhere. Well, we're all over the place. Tiffany, thank you again. <laughs> it has yeah. been my pleasure and best of luck, continued success.